If you've got a Bible, though, uh, go over to Matthew chapter 6, and that'll also, uh, at the appropriate time, come up on the screen. Matthew chapter 6, that's the first book of the Gospels. Uh, and if you've been here uh, every week for the past little while, um, you'll know that we've sort of been on a theme of sorts uh, around protecting the passion that we have for God. I've sort of come to a fresh realization, I guess, to realizing that uh, if I can stay passion-filled and, and if I can stay hungry for Him, there's really little else that I need to concern myself when it comes to matters of faith. If I can just stay hot for, for God, uh, Jesus put it best when, when He said the most important thing that we can do is to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. If we could just do that, that's the greatest commandment. That's kind of the, the culmination or the, the wrapping up of all, all the commandments before uh, Jesus said, just, just do that one thing. Love Him with everything that you've got. Keep that passion burning and uh, you'll be all right. Things will go well for you. And so over the last little while, certainly since I've been speaking, we we talked uh, about cultivating spiritual hunger, staying hungry, and, and uh, creating space for the Holy Spirit to move in, in our lives, and, and how to keep the fire of God burning on the inside. We talked about that last week. By the way, you can listen to all of those messages online uh, at our YouTube channel or at our website. And so uh, all of that said, and all of the messages on that, around that passion, around that, that fire uh, burning, it all requires from us to just keep checking our priorities to ensure that, that God is kept number one, that He's kept at the top of the list, if you, if you will, kept at first place, place. In Matthew 6, you can turn there, uh, Jesus actually speaks about this specifically he, he says in the context there, we're going to go to verse 33 in a few seconds, but he says, you know what, there's a lot of things that, that will, will take up our mind space, that will, that will be a concern for us. And he mentions things like what we wear and, and the food that we, we're going to eat. And, but, he, but he says, look, listen, God knows all of those things. He knows what you need. Instead, verse 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his his righteousness, and all these things, all this other stuff, the list of things that you're concerned about, they'll, they'll sort themselves out. They'll be, they'll be added to you. And so I just want to camp around that for a, a little bit this morning about how we put God first and actually, actually what practically that actually looks, looks like. And so if you're taking notes, I've called this one, He's my number one. He's my number one. Let's, let's just pray. Father, we thank you, God, again for your presence. I thank you that, Lord, right, right now you're, you're turning up the heat. Lord, you're showing up in, in, in a greater and greater way each time we get together, and we're so thankful for that. We want to make room for you to move. We acknowledge that there's things, many things that only you can do in our lives. You're the one who can transform and touch the human heart. Lord, we can't do that, and nothing we can do can make that happen, but you can. And so we're interested in encountering you. Even in this time, we pray, come alive, that your words come alive and transform us where only you can change and transform us in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Wait for that plane to come through. All right. Hey, uh, I, I've shared before uh, here about my love for lists, lists, like writing lists, uh, uh, to-do lists, oh yeah, uh, priority lists, <laughs> even, uh, even shopping lists, oh, I love it, I love writing lists for, for different things, and I just thought, why, why do I enjoy that so much? I think what it is, is I really find fulfillment in ticking things off. I don't know if anyone else loves ticking things off. Uh, there's probably something wrong with me, but, but I just, uh, it gives me a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day, you know, just putting my head on the pillow at the end of the night thinking, I did that, I did that, and I did this. Oh, yeah, that was, that was great. I, I think it might be like futility is my unbearable feeling, like getting nothing done or, or accomplishing. I want to achieve things. Uh, each day. It doesn't have to be big stuff. It could just be take the dog for a walk. But yes, I just love ticking things off there. And, uh, and uh, I do probably need some help. But, but uh, I just don't do well sitting around doing nothing. It's not, not my idea of, uh, of relaxing. Caroline's idea of relaxing is doing nothing. <laughs> just doing absolutely nothing. Right? And, and my idea of relaxing is doing stuff. And so there's often, you can see how being happily married for 22 years is a miracle. Um, but it's worked, it's working, it's working, it's worked so far. And, you know, the, the, the great thing that I've found about to-do lists and writing lists for things to get done is, uh, is, is it's, it needs to have more than just a list of stuff. That's, that's a good starting point, guys. But what you need to do is put those things in a priority order, uh, starting with the most important at the, at the top and then, and then uh, followed by less important or less urgent things. So let me just give this a, a little bit of a go this morning. I'm going to make the box there. So here's the call this number one and then number two, number three. Any list needs at least four things on it uh, for it to be to be decent and then you can kind of prioritize that and, and so and when it comes to our faith and making him uh, a priority in our lives and putting him putting him first one of the things I've struggled with in my kind of uh, list to-do list kind of world is is how do I fit God into that into that priority order how how do how does my faith kind of fit into a prioritized list and and uh, you know based on Matthew six thirty three we know that he's got to be number one right we've got to put God first and so we can put him at the top let me just do that now for us all and again I apologize for my handwriting God. He, he's my number one. He's at the, the top, top of the list, top of the, the line there. He's number one. And, and then, uh, according to what's called the pyramid of priorities, and it sounds technical, but it's very, very simple. I've seen this on a, on a t-shirt once before. We, we, we list off the different things that, that need to be after that. And, and typically, it's, it's family, right? You can following me this morning. Like we have family, God first, and then we have family, and that's, I guess, things like marriage, marriage, and, and kids, and kind of home life. That's, 
walk the dog, it's in there, dog walkies, dog walking, and, and after family, it's work, I think, it's work, and it's what a lot of us do uh, every day, and then at the end of all of that, right down at the end, it's like our interests, you know, our hobbies, interests, man, my writing is bad, uh, and, and that's right at the end because it's really unspiritual, right, and, and God doesn't like you having fun. So that goes at the end of, end of the list, right at the, right at the back. And so we've got this kind of sliding scale, you could see, of spirituality, where it starts with the good stuff, the important stuff, and then it works its, its, way, its way down to the kind of things that aren't so maybe important to him. And, and I've, kind of, I've often looked at this kind of list, and it, it's been in my mind, uh, as I've said, I've, I've seen it written in different places, God first, family work, and then, and then interests. And I've often thought, what, what does God at the top actually mean? Like, how does that practically play out in, in, our, in our lives? And, 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 and then I've thought about, well, the God stuff then, practically, it must include all the spiritual stuff. And so we could add to that list, what is, what is putting God first? It must be stuff like prayer, and it must mean things like the Bible, and uh, coming to church, that's definitely got to be on the God stuff, putting putting God first, and worship, and sort of the spiritual things, your devotional life, that's all got to go under God. And then, as I said, that leaves sort of these other, other things slightly less important, maybe listening in spirituality, like walking the dog, and right at the end, knitting. If anyone likes to knit, that's, you know, it's really unspiritual. And, and our aim as we walk out our faith every day is we, we want to try and tick the box. Yeah, we want to tick the God stuff first and then, and then we can go down and, and kind of tick these other, these other, whoa, 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 look at that. Wow, I, was, I think it was when I hit interest about knitting, it's when it all went wrong. That, that might happen again. We may need to, that happens again, let's put something in that, that little slot there to see how it, see how it goes. And, and and, and so, you know, what often happens is, is we get through the day and I might look back on, on my day, let's take yesterday for an example, and go, you know what, I, I've, done, I've done plenty, or any, any day really, I've done plenty of this stuff, I've done plenty of this work stuff, and I've done plenty of this family kind of stuff, I've done a, a bit of this, but I haven't, I haven't done much of the God stuff, the, the number one, oh man, I haven't done a lot of that, and... And, and you know what, I, 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 the God stuff hasn't happened, and so what I do, I've got to try harder tomorrow to, do, to tick off more of the God stuff. Especially if I want to do more of this stuff, oh, I've got to do more of that because it's got to balance itself out, right? You know, do the spiritual stuff, and then the other stuff will kind of, kind of be balanced. And, and, then, and then the next day, I, 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 maybe I open the Bible and I read a couple of verses, and I'm like, yes, I've done the spiritual stuff awesome, I can tick that off, and then I can feel way more guilt-free when it comes to doing the, the, the interest stuff, because, because I've already ticked that off, and I've put God, God first. Now, you may sense a little sarcasm, maybe, in, in all of this, if you haven't. Uh, now, listen, before I say anything else, I am not negating at all the practice and the importance of 
of some of these spiritual disciplines, prayer, reading the Bible, coming, coming to church. And if you've been around the last few weeks, we've really kind of driven that home, the importance of creating devotional space in, in our lives, of opening His Word and, and prayer and gathering together for worship, really, really uh, actually important, absolutely imperative that we do that. But there is a problem I've found personally with this kind of model, this God family work interests in that order. I've seen it written on a t-shirt in that order. God first, then family, then work. Don't, don't put your family before God and, and you know, don't put your work before family. You know, like keep it, keep it in that order. There's actually a problem uh, with that. And, 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 you know, think about what you may have got up to uh, yesterday. Uh, maybe, maybe yesterday you... I mean, I, I made pancakes. I did a lot of that. A lot of pancakes happened yesterday. Maybe how many went to work, worked yesterday, right? There's a few people who did a lot of work yesterday. And how many went for a bike ride? No, not much uh, uh, outside activity happening yesterday, right? But now Lauren did some knitting. So come on, she had a lot of interest. I knew there was someone. That was a word of knowledge I had earlier about that. And... And, you know, I, I, I thought about my yesterday and thought, how much of what I did yesterday was, was spiritual. A lot of what I did yesterday was kind of, you could call it physical or, or secular or non, non-spiritual. And, and, you know, unless you, unless you are a monk, you probably didn't spend, you know, 12 hours yesterday praying and, and being able to tick off that, that God box. But, but, you know, when we follow a... a a list kind of mentality about how we put God first. We tend to think only the God stuff at the top there is the spiritual stuff. And then everything else is kind of not, not, so, not so spiritual. And, and some of us didn't even do any of those things yesterday. And, and, and then most of our day was spent further down the list, if you will. And, and here's what I want to suggest is a better way to perhaps explore what it looks like to make him number one. And I've shared on this a number of years ago. I want you to imagine your life, and I hope I can do this, is represented, well, that is a beautiful circle, kind of. It's not that great. Don't, don't say it is. It's not. Imagine your life, and it's so bad, is, is like a, is, <laughs> I'm making this worse, just move on. Imagine your life is like a, a circle uh, and, and a Christian, a follower of Jesus, is someone, like theologically, who has given him lordship of their entire life. Like you've invited Jesus to come into every area, not, not just parts, not just singular pieces or parts, but the, the whole lot you have given him, everything, not just the morning, not just the God stuff at the start of your day, but, but everything. And therefore, all of the space belongs to him. And so we could put God, if you will, over, over everything, over the entire amount. And then we could start throwing in all of these things inside the circle. So family and all that that entails my marriage, my parenting. Uh, I mean, we could just keep filling this space, my work. Uh, we could put knitting in there just to keep Lauren happy because uh, we, we could uh, put all of our interests in, interests in there, our worship, 
church, everything goes inside this circle representing all of our lives with God over everything. And we invite him into all of that, all of that space. All of the space belongs to him. And, and now from a spiritual point of view, you'll notice that not one thing is above the other. It's all within there. And I get there needs to be balance. I get that. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about putting him first, making sure he's your, your number one. But listen, what it looks like then is it's God first in my marriage. It's God first in my parenting. It's God first in my work life. It's God first in my devotional life. It's God first in my interest. It's God above everything I do. Not necessarily it's God there and how does that actually filter down through, through everything else. He is invited into every space of me because he's Lord and Savior and he's my king. And what sometimes we do is we kind of have this God first mentality and how it can kind of get down. But by the time we get to kind of work or our interests, God's just not in the equation anymore because we've ticked him off up, not ticked him off as in make him, made him angry. You know what that sounds like, but we've ticked off how to put, how we've put God, God first. And maybe he is a little ticked off with that because when, we start to see things from this perspective, this circle. It's God over everything and everything I do is under him. Well, then we begin to realize that, you know, things like my marriage and my role as a parent are perhaps the most important callings that I can have. It, it, it makes me view the perspective from this side that, that my vocation, what you do Monday to Friday, or some of you work even Saturdays, is actually your ministry. You are on mission for him because God is in all of that, of that space. And then you get to involve him in your interests and, and, and your rest time, just as much as the stuff we traditionally think as being the God space. Him in everything. The Apostle Paul, and this is not on the screen, he tells the Corinthian church, it's 1 Corinthians 10, 31, don't, don't turn there. He says, whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all, it says, for the glory of God. Whatever you do, literally, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. In other words, whatever you in, make sure it's all, it's all in this sphere. Part of your, it's God is above all of those things. Whatever it is, from from your deeply spiritual prayer time to sitting outside knitting a jersey for your grandma. No, excuse me, grandma who does the knitting, right? But you, do you know what I mean? Do it all for the glory of God. And so what if we viewed everything we do, therefore, as spiritual and put God first in every area and in, in every place? We have this weird thing with this need to kind of define things as sacred or spiritual and, and other things as kind of secular and, and physical. And, and what we've got to understand that, that, uh, that at least by 
when we do that, by implication, we kind of are telling God that some of these other less spiritual things aren't important and they're not important to him and they're, they're somehow less, less spiritual. And the problem with this way of thinking, if you want to go down that track, is most of life is secular. Most of life is, is kind of that physical. All the, the sacred stuff probably is a very small piece of the pie, the, your devotional life, those sorts of things, coming along to church and reading the scriptures. Possibly, and I don't want to show our hands, but that's probably only like 5 to 10% of your life is, is what we would traditionally view as kind of that spiritual stuff. And the fact is, you probably spend more time shopping at Pack and Save than you do praying. And we think that what we do every day, raising our kids, going to work, unwinding is meaningless and it doesn't really matter to God, or, it, or at least it doesn't need His involvement. Because I've done the God stuff, now I just want to do the me stuff. And, and because God's not interested in, in that part, and then God doesn't get engaged in all of those other areas. Do you see, you're following me this morning. He doesn't get engaged in my marriage. He doesn't get engaged in my work life. He doesn't get in, engaged in my interests and hobbies where I make connections and, and make friends and build relationships. And I want to tell you this morning, He wants in in all of those areas. He wants in, in all of your life, every aspect, every, every area Jesus wants in. He wants to be number one in all of your life, in every, every part. Do you, do you know that in, uh, in the Old Testament or in the Hebrew language, uh, which the Old Testament was originally written, you won't find any reference to uh, spirituality as a phrase or as a word, the word spiritual, it doesn't actually exist in, in the Hebrew. Yet we know that they were obviously very, they were very spiritual people because in a Hebrew worldview, all of life is spiritual. Every part of your life is, is, was seen as being spiritual. There was no need to distinguish between the spiritual and the seal. That's spiritual and that isn't. That, that's God's sort of area and, and this is not. But every part of their existence was seen to be spiritual, just as kind of a, a cultural ethos. It was, it was how they viewed things. What, what I'm trying to say is, is God first should not just be limited to church on a Sunday and some personal devotions during the week if you can fit it in. That's not putting God first. That's called ticking the box of God first. And it's not, I believe, what Jesus was talking about when he said, seek first the kingdom of God. But he should be manifest in every single dimension of our lives. It should reverberate into every facet of our lives, our home life, our work life, our church life, and in our families. When we start viewing this, we start seeing everything else differently. We start thinking, Holy Spirit, how could you be involved this week at work? What is it that you're wanting me to focus on? What is it that you're wanting me to build here into my family life? What are the things that you want me to do to rest and, and replenish and, and, uh, and connect with the community and all, all these things? He wants in on everything and he wants to be over, over everything that, that we do.
This quote is on the screen, a man named Abraham Kuiper, and he was the Prime Minister of the Netherlands in the very early 1900s, and he was actually also a theologian, and he said this, I like this, there is no inch of creation where Christ does not rule, and consequently no dimension of our lives in which he's not present. There's no inch of creation where Christ does not rule, or I'd say does not want to rule, and consequently no dimension of our lives in which he's not present, or he could be present. The great preacher Charles Spurgeon, not, not on the screen, guys, uh, too long to fit on here, he, he, said, he said this, quote, to a man who lives unto God, nothing is secular. To a man who lives unto God, nothing is secular. Everything is sacred. Everything. He puts on his workday garment and it's a vestment to him. He sits down to his meal and it is a sacrament. He goes forth to his labor and therein exercises the office of the priesthood. His breath is incense and his life is a sacrifice. He sleeps on the bosom of God and lives and moves in the divine presence. To draw a hard and fast line and say, well, this is sacred and this is secular is, Charles Spurgeon says, to my mind, diamond metrically opposed to the teachings of Christ and the spirit of the gospel, close quotes. You see, we, we can't compartmentalize God or our spirituality or how we prioritize them first with a list kind of thinking and what God might first be important, he might believe is important in our lives, but we've got to engage him in every area. In every area. Don't have your God box and then your work box and then your family box, your entertainment box and, and, and you know, all these different boxes that you get to tick. Don't do that. Don't, you know, don't, don't allow your spirituality to just become a time slot in your daily routine. There is no line. There are no lines when it comes to the Lordship of Christ and, and, and his involvement in, in your life. And, and we will see that when we, when we see the importance of having him over everything, it does change every area of your life. But you've got to start with the kind of the, the, this idea, this big thinking that actually it's God over everything. Not, not one, two, three, four, and then this, or does this come last? Or no, just, just God over everything. It, Matthew six thirty three. Uh, just to jump back on this for a little moment before we begin to wrap up. He's, he says, seek first the kingdom. The, the, that word kingdom, you could uh, describe it as the, the dominion of God, the king's domain. It, the kingdom of God is wherever he is having his influence and lordship. It's why Jesus said the kingdom has come near. It's why we understand that the kingdom is within you because because when we surrender to Christ, we have his lordship and his rulership over our lives, or at least that's what should be happening. And as we pray for his kingdom to come down, that's what's happening. God, we want your lordship and your rulership over other areas and over other places. So seek first the king's domain, his lordship and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first. Seek first. Make him 
number one over everything. And all of these other things in here will be added to your life. You'll be blessed. You'll live a happy life, a fulfilled life when we, when we put him first. That, that word first on the screens, thanks guys, is this Greek word proton. And, and it means, I love this, it means holding the highest place in all of our affection. When we're putting him first, when we're making him number one over all of our lives, what we're doing is it's like the God filter over everything else we do. We're putting him in the highest place in all of our affections. We're putting God in the highest place in my marriage, in my parenting, in my worship, in my knitting, in all of my interests, in my family. I'm putting God in that highest place of affection. Little illustration here, I've shared this before. Uh, when I was courting, dating my beautiful wife, uh, before we were married, and I hope this still applies 22 years on, or at least it should be, but everything that I did went through the Caroline filter. And uh, if you've ever courted and dated, and particularly in those early stages, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when I was wooing her, uh, when I was convincing her that I was the one, which t didn't take much, guys, I tell you. <laughs> you know, if we were, we were going to the movies, then, you know, this, this word proton, holding the highest place in all my... I was, I was always thinking, is this going to be a movie that she enjoys? I need to ask her, what kind of movie would you like to go to? We'll, we'll, go, to, we'll go to that one. And, and, and if I was, we were buying something to eat, I'd, I'd think carefully, would this be something that she wants to eat? I'd, put her, I'd be asking her first before we did anything. Now, now it's like when we go to a restaurant, is it gluten-free? Is it wheat-free? Is it low? It's, man, it's difficult. It's really hard. But, yeah. Back in the day, we would like share our meal together. Like, oh, I'll have some of yours and you can have some of mine. And now it's, now it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Uh, like, just stay away from my plate. This is mine. Uh, but why, why does that happen? It's because she was a priority and she is held high in my affection. And so everything that we would do together, I was always thinking it through that she's, she's the, she is my affection. Is this, some, is this something that she's going to enjoy as well? Everything. And when it comes to our life, maybe um, worship team, you guys, you guys could just come and play something. Uh, when, when it comes to all of our life, the decisions that we make, the things that we want to accomplish or achieve, knowing that... He, are you going to be able to stand behind the whiteboard? Maybe we could move that. Thanks, God. Guys, knowing that God is in everything, and listen, nothing is secular when you're putting Him first. When you are giving, when you, when He is taking up that highest place in all of our affections, and He's number one, nothing you do is secular. It is all sacred. It is all worship unto Him. For His, everything you do is for His glory. When you put him first, when you can say he's my number one in everything, in everything that we do. Seeking God first looks like having him involved in all of our decisions, all of our plans, because 
above all else. Woo, that's loud. He's the highest place, the highest place. And everything we do becomes a reflection of honoring his name. And I guarantee you, I promise you that if you can get this, if you can get that, then every aspect of your life will take on a different meaning. Take on new life. Take on the Holy Spirit's activity in places and spaces that will surprise you. In the most kind of regular, normal, mundane things. If we live putting Him first, God gets involved and it's an exciting journey. An exciting journey. Would you stand with me this morning? We're just going to finish with some worship. Let me just pray. Jesus, I thank you for your involvement in our lives, for your willingness, for your interest, not just in what we may have thought was the God stuff, but every aspect, every part. You're interested. And not only that, you're available. Thank you for your calling over our lives. Thank you for our vocations, our work, teachers, office workers, salespeople, engineers, mechanics, all different vocations here. Help us to see, Lord, that that is our calling and that you want in on that. You want to be involved just as much as this moment right here when we're connected and in a state of worship. Lord, every, every part, help us, God, to include you in our marriages, our relationships, our parenting. Help us. We desperately need your help in our marriages.